Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast, bringing you new stories to discuss and solve for the week of March 15th, 2019. I'm Billy Jensen. This is Owen Michael. This week, a 17-year-old gets life in prison for the brutal murder and sexual assault of a 10-year-old girl. A missing emergency room nurse is found dead in North Carolina, and her husband is named a person of interest. First, a incredibly sad story, and, and the story that, that makes me incredibly angry. A nine-year-old girl is found dead, stuffed in a suitcase in Los Angeles, and her mother's boyfriend is arrested for her murder. Owen, talk to us about Trinity Love Jones. Yes, a very tragic story out of Los Angeles this week. Um, Trinity Love Jones was a nine-year-old girl. She went missing in Los Angeles County this month. Her body was found on the morning of March 5th. She was found with her body hanging halfway out of a luggage-type duffel bag suitcase. The bag had apparently been pushed off of a horse trail and was found at the bottom of an embankment by L.A. County maintenance workers about 20 miles east of downtown Los Angeles in a foothill area. She was not tied up or otherwise bound. Uh, She was unidentified at the time. Uh, Sheriff's investigators released a sketch of the girl asking for the public's help to identify her. Yeah, and they believe that she was left there on the night of Sunday, March 3rd. So they launched a homicide investigation. Four days later, the girl was identified as nine-year-old Trinity Love Jones. Her father told reporters he learned of his youngest daughter's death through a phone call. And at this point, it's unclear exactly how and when she went missing. I should say this morning they did uh, do an update, and they think that uh, he may, uh, the suspect may have placed her on uh, the trail on March 1st. It was originally some speculation when she was placed there. Uh, over this weekend, the girl's mother was arrested, and her mother's boyfriend was also arrested. The girl was reportedly in the custody of her mother when she went missing. Now, this uh, is where you get really angry. You're going to be angry about the story, obviously, but this is where it gets really angry. She's, uh, she's in the custody of her mother. Systemic uh, here, yeah. Taquesta Graham, Trinity's mother, she's a registered sex offender. She's uh, previously convicted of enticing a minor female for prostitution, unclear whom. She's being held on a previously unrelated warrant, but has not been charged in this case. This morning, she was extradited from Texas to Los Angeles, as a matter of fact. Uh, her boyfriend, uh, Trinity's mother's boyfriend, the nine-year-old girl's uh, mother's boyfriend. His name is Emil Hunt. He's been charged with Trinity's murder. Hunt is an ex-convict. He served 10 years in prison for child abuse of his own son in 2005 with an allegation of great bodily injury. Yeah, so 
this girl was in the custody of her mother and her mother's boyfriend. Her mother's boyfriend went to jail for 10 years for child abuse. Yeah. Her mother is a registered sex offender, having been charged with enticing a minor for prostitution. What the hell? Until we find out more information here, uh, there was also a little bit of a lag with trying to find out who this girl was. Uh, Like we said, the the father didn't learn about his daughter's death until he got a phone call basically from investigators several days after this thing. Uh, This was big in the news in Los Angeles and Southern California for a few days. So kind of a leading story. It's uh, not clear how, what, where the family breakdown is here as well as the systemic thing. So it's a a tragedy. So sheriff's investigators say Hunt killed Trinity on or about March 1st. Um, Investigators were interviewing the girl's mother to determine if she has any involvement in the daughter's death. And Emil Hunt was found sleeping in his car near the San Diego International Airport on Saturday, March 9th. San Diego, yeah. outside the airport. So that's a little suspicious, too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're, whether you're, they got tipped off or whether he was going to make a break for break it. Break uh, break to Mexico. Or, yeah, exactly. Jump on a plane. Or jump on a plane. Or, or, yeah. or uh, head for the border that morning. But so they, they got him. Yeah, they said there were no obvious signs of trauma, but this is being ruled a homicide. And both Graham and Hunt are being held on $2 million bond each. And Hunt is scheduled to be arraigned in April. Yes. Very, very tragic. We'll keep you updated uh, when we know more about this. But uh, uh, you can read more information about this on truecrimedaily.com as it develops because it is developing this weekend. Uh, We expect more information as the weekend goes on. Uh, For our next story, we have uh, another sad story out of North Carolina. Uh, this is, the, this is uh, Diana Alejandra Keel. She's 38 years old. She was reported missing by her daughter on Thursday, March 7th in Nashville, North Carolina. Not to be confused with Nashville, Tennessee. So that's Nashville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diana's husband, Lynn Keel, he also reported her missing, but he didn't report her missing till the next day. Uh, deputies went out and visited the house uh, when he reported her missing. He told them he had l- seen her the day before on that Friday. He told them that uh, she had, quote, left with some acquaintances and that she had left before. Uh, Diana Alejandra Keel was an emergency room nurse. She had not reported for work for several days. Her car was still found parked. It uh, was found still parked at her home uh, uh, that she shared with Lynn Keel, her husband. And her cell phone had not been used since she went missing. So on Tuesday this week, a woman's decomposing body was found by a North Carolina Department of Transportation worker in the woods outside of the small town of Leggett, North Carolina, about 30 miles away from Nashville. A lot of uh, maintenance workers uh, finding some bad you got stuff that's, this that's week. Exactly you know, right. That's exactly yeah. right. So Diana's husband, Lynn Keel, was called in for questioning Tuesday. He was released after questioning and was not charged, though he was labeled a person of interest in her disappearance. The Nash County Sheriff said in a news conference at Foul Play was definitely involved. Yes, uh, definitely involved, according to the sheriff. Uh, Yesterday, Thursday this week, the sheriff's office confirmed that the woman is Diana Keel. So she is confirmed uh, dead. Uh, A homicide investigation was launched since this was uh, foul play involved. Uh, They didn't release uh, the cause of her death yet. Uh, Diana's husband was also enlisted to help identify uh, the woman's body, who turned out to be uh, Diana. the, the sheriff also said in a news conference that there are other persons of interest in this case. So, uh, we'll and then see. so the next detail is going to be something that you very well could see this become a documentary 
in true crime because of this. The sheriff said there had been domestic issue reported between Diana and her husband about a year ago. And Diana Keel's mother told the news station that Diana wanted to separate from her husband, but he had allegedly threatened her. She said Diana wanted a divorce and had met with an attorney about it. Now, here's where it gets true crimey. Has starting to get all the elements. You start thinking of the staircase and the jinx. It's a real pattern here. Lynn Keel's previous wife died in the same house in 2006 in an accidental death, according to authorities. From blunt trauma to the head. She had reportedly fallen and struck her head on concrete steps outside the house. Lynn Keel was actually at home the Mm -hmm. time of the incident. So uh, there's been some calls to reexamine that case as well. uh, I think that would be prudent. Yeah. Uh, Although... How do you prove something like that? You know, I mean, it's gonna essentially, be, it, that's there's a there's a, going to be a, a dark cloud there. But uh, how can you go back in time and figure? There's obviously not going to be any yeah any evidence. If there are, well, well I shouldn't say obviously. No, there could be evidence the if they if the body has has if they can exhume the body if it hasn't been cremated, uh, if they can exhume the body, and they can identify the patterns and it's blood force trauma, so they can identify the patterns and say this was actually a. A, uh, she was hit with something as opposed to, you know, uh, falling on a step. If I was this guy and I was uh, trying to cover this up, and, and granted, this is pure speculation and, and given a lot of credit here, but, you know, if you were going to do something like this, uh, clearly, I, I shouldn't say clearly, maybe they would have tested her blood to make sure that she wasn't woozy or something like that, and then you push your wife into the stairs themselves. In other words, you you murder her by taking her head and smashing her on the concrete steps that way. However you do that, instead of hitting her with a metal pipe and saying she fell on the, the steps, that she actually he did it that way, if he did it, we should say. Do you understand what I'm saying? What the hell is wrong with you? No, yes. Yeah, no, I, no, I understand what you're saying, but... Right. You can you you that could be a way um, whether they did a toxicology report with her. Sure. Who knows? It, it just you have to this this woman, if she's there, she's going to be exhumed, which, yeah, is, which is awful in and of itself. But you, you have to, because whether you can find that stuff out, I don't know if toxicology works that that good. I doubt it does, especially if she was embalmed. But um, right. but just the, the the wounds at least. But well, it's so, the same thing with the staircase, though. In the movie, the stair in the in the documentary, the staircase. You know, the guy saying that his wife fell down the stairs, and an owl might have done it. You know, it is. It's 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 very very hard to get him. You know, uh, convicted at this point because sure, there's not much. There. But uh, if if this case goes forward and there is actually some uh, a prosecution or a, con- uh, uh, a court case going on here, that can. Whether that's in uh, whether the jury is allowed to hear this mm-hmm. the previous stuff. Also, I have a question about: um, say you have an accidental death at your house. There's no reason for any suspicion or anything like that. Would they? Would they normally? I, I, I don't recall. In an autopsy, don't they normally run a toxicology test anyway? They should. Would they yeah. have yes. a, done an autopsy on this because it seems like well, it's pretty cause and effect here. Mm-hmm. We don't even need an autopsy. He says she. It fell. depends. I've seen sometimes when they they don't do an autopsy. I see sometimes right. when they do a, a, a half-assed autopsy. You know, I, I can also see that like there. You know, again, this is pure speculation, but there could be some sort of, uh, you know, if this woman was prone to taking sleeping pills regularly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or she was a Xanax user or something along those lines. So it was already in her blood. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this is, this is speculation. The, the, the point remains this week we have uh, authorities have 
identified Diana Alejandra Keel as the as the deceased woman here. She is uh, uh, dead, and there's a little bit of um, circumstances here that are uh, mildly cause for concern. So we'll yeah. see how this uh, we'll see how this shakes out. Okay, so let's go to Denver now. Well, we have another sad story here, uh, and a bit of justice. Uh, Aiden Zelmer, 17 years old, pleaded guilty in Colorado this month to first-degree murder in the death of Kaya Campbell. She was 10 years old when she was found dead in 2017. Aiden Zelmer, 17, was sentenced to life in prison this week. He was first charged as a juvenile in this case, but was later transferred to adult court. Yes, because he he was 15 at the time. So um, she was reported missing on the night of June 9th, uh, 2017 at Thornton, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Her dad told police that she went with his uh, girlfriend's son. uh, So they really were like stepbrother and stepsister. Apparently they were living in the same house. Yeah who was 15 at the time, to walk to a nearby shopping center. The kids both lived in the same home. Zelmer told police that um, they had gone to steal Pokemon cards. Yes, I saw that. And uh, they they were locked up, and then it started to rain, and they were arguing about whether they should wait the rain out or whatever. So that's when he says that they split up in this rainstorm. They put out an Amber Alert. Her body was found the next night about a mile away from her home in a ravine. Three days after that... Aiden, 15, was arrested for first-degree murder. Blood and DNA were found on Zelmer's shoes. The Adams County District Attorney announced that they would seek adult murder charges against Zelmer, who was 15 at the time. Um, immediately. So right off the bat, uh, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, too clear on Colorado's uh, uh, prosecutorial uh, practices, but uh, I think the severity of this crime, they decided they wanted to do yeah. that right off the bat. Like you said, uh, he had apparently, the, the, this kid Aiden had apparently messed up her Pokemon cards. He promised he would go and get her some more and they were going to steal mm-hmm. some because, you know, that's what some teenagers that's what do. You do. And that's why they're locked up and they were locked up. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but so investigators said the, there was a bunch of weirdness with the, the story, including that they had somehow gotten separated in this rainstorm, which is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which sounds like, uh, sounded like nonsense. But uh, surveillance video from the nearby Walmart showed that they had actually been walking about a mile away from where the kid Zelmer initially told cops they were. So he was misleading police on that one. It was a completely different area. Um, unfortunately, Kaya Campbell, she was 10. She had been beaten to death. She was found with multiple blunt force injuries to her head and wounds to several of her fingers, uh, according to the autopsy, and uh, she was found naked from the waist down. Uh, the district, excuse me, the district attorney, Dave Young, he said, I've been doing this now for 27 years. I've never seen a 15-year-old rise to the level of violence that this individual did. Yeah, and he'd been facing four counts of first-degree murder, two counts of sexual assault, one count of sexual assault on a child. Those charges were dropped with a guilty plea to one count of first-degree murder on February 1st of this year. And during the sentencing, it was revealed that Zelmer had hit the girl in the head with a, le- with a metal pipe at least five times, then dragged her into a ditch and left her there. Life in prison is the mandatory minimum sentence in Colorado for first-degree murder. And the 17-year-old faces the possibility of parole after serving 40 years with good behavior. The DA says he could get out in 30 he won't be placed with the adults, however, until he turns 18. Uh, that's so we can discuss or, you know, our, our, our listeners and, and uh, can discuss the whole thing about sentencing a teenager, A, as an adult, 
be to life in prison. Uh, you know, there's the whole debate of whether your your brain is is not. It's not even a debate. Sure. It, scientifically, your brain is not uh, fully developed at that until, until you're in your twenties and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, the counts themselves are horrifying. Uh, as far as the we're talking about four counts of first degree murder. Can you talk about a? You've got one murder, but you've got four accounts of, of first-degree murder. Is that because he struck her four or five times, or is that because uh, they're stacking it because it was so heinous and he had, uh, he had uh, planned it? Do you uh, see anything I, I in there? I don't know. Uh, also, the, the first-degree murder charges as well as the sexual assault dropped because the kid pleaded guilty. The one thing that was yeah. good here is that he spared the family from going through an entire trial and trying mm-hmm. to fight this. So he took the plea deal, and uh, and he's going away for a long time. Yeah, uh, thirty years at at most, forty years possibly, and uh, you know who knows with good behavior. But uh, yeah, you ruined uh, you ruined a couple families' lives as well as your own, and yeah. that's that's awful. So, one of the biggest stories on our Facebook page. Once again, True Crime Daily has the largest and most active true crime Facebook page in the world, or at least in the English-speaking world, as far as I know. And uh, the big one was the Varsity Operation Varsity Blues, which yes. was the cheating scandal. Owen, you may um, have heard about this. You may have heard about this. There's a lot of uh, outrage, a lot of Schadenfreude, a lot of outrage over rich Hollywood people paying. Is somewhere as hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids into schools by different ways. The different ways being pretending that their children are student athletes to get into sort of another path to admissions. The the machinations of this uh, this this scheme, this plot, which has apparently been going on for for a long time, uh, were almost comical uh, to the point where you would have. You have basically a fixer that you're 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 paying to get your help get your kid into college to the point where you're photoshopping uh, 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 your kid's face onto uh, <laughs> a, a kid playing a sport that you're trying to get them into, even though the kid a doesn't play that sport. B half the time didn't even know that they were being enlisted in this way. Uh, apparently, sometimes uh, the kids would drop out the first day on campus, or they never knew about it, and the parents would withdraw them, uh, etc. Um, as well as fix. Fixing test scores, I shouldn't say fixing test scores, uh, enlisting the help of a professional test taker to uh, fraudulently enter those results as the child's own. Spending a lot of money to do this um, uh, to various uh, various universities, including some Ivy League ones like Harvard and Yale, uh, also Stanford, um, some lesser known ones, I shouldn't say lesser known ones, but uh University of Texas Austin was on there. Mm-hmm. Of course, the University of Southern California here in town. Um, yeah, big deal. You may have heard of it. You may have heard that uh, Lori Laughlin, uh, TV's Aunt Becky. Yes. Uh, Full House. From Full House. Uh, Felicity Huffman, uh, also from TV and movie fame. Yes. Uh, were, all, were the higher name, were probably the, the highest profile names highest profile implicated names, in this. Yes. But there was, uh, I forget what the number was, but there was a lot of people. A lot uh, of people uh, and a lot of, uh, a lot of money being spent, including one, uh, I believe it was somewhere around $5 million to get their kid into school. Mm-hmm. And uh, on our Facebook page, we had comments. Oh, we had comments. We had comments. Kim C. said... With all that money, they couldn't have hired tutors, which is true, but it would have been hard. 
would have been hard for the kids. But seriously, couldn't they have hired tutors? I, you know, I feel like the Stanley Kaplan SAT the, course. The way that uh, this has always been done in the past is you donate a parking lot, or you donate a, a mm-hmm. library yeah. wing, or a, or you buy a dormitory, and that's the way you get mm-hmm. in. I guess this is sort of a, uh, the slightly less yeah. obscenely rich way to do it. Um, and I, it seems that none of these people thought they were going to get caught. This is yeah. they thought this was a victimless crime. To tell that to the people that didn't get into uh, the normal right. way, playing by the rules, but. Yes. So Dave David B. said, I do the same for my kids. Money talks, BS walks. So there's actually been quite a few people Dave saying, you know very what? understanding. Dave was very understanding, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Use it uh, if you got it. Yes. Uh, Jennifer E. said the same thing as you. She said, really, Aunt Becky? And um, we're all a little But a lot of people said I would do, if I had the money, I would do the same thing for my child. Uh, but Catherine uh, E., uh, I'm sorry, Katrina E., Laid it out there. At my house, my 15-year-old is busting his ass as a freshman to get into college. He's taking extra math classes, AP classes, and honors classes, pulling amazing grades and doing robotics, which leaves him no time to do anything else. For what? To get bumped by some Hollywood elite with deep pockets? This world is so disgusting. And this is, I mean, put yourself back to when you were 17 applying to colleges. This is devastating. It's like a couple of, you know. Yeah, I I know. It's just like it was last year. A couple decades. It was devastating when you didn't get into a school. And you, I mean, there was so much stress in order to get into schools. I didn't get into – what did I – I applied to NYU and I didn't get into NYU. Mm-hmm. I got into like the NYU General Studies program mm-hmm. where they basically said, we won't give you uh, any financial aid, but you can come here. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But I got into BUB was my first choice anyway. Um, so uh, – and I got into like BC and, and some others. But this is the this, – this is the thing where there's – you know, students that very well could have changed their lives by going to some of these schools right. that were they were their their stuff was taken away by these kids, literally photoshopped into into photographs of people you know rowing crew. Some people have lost uh, jobs over this stuff. Um, we should say too that uh, uh, I mean, if you if you had a couple of kids in college, uh, mm-hmm. aside from actually paying the tuition. Could, and you had an opportunity to do something like this, maybe not five hundred grand. I don't know if you've got. No, I would. Grand, you uh, wouldn't because around. it's so hard to get your kids to actually do anything, to 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 spend all that money, then thrust them into school and expect for them to survive. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, who can say? Um, I did hear uh, somebody brought up a, a study, and I haven't looked at it myself, but something along the lines of if you're already of wealthy means and you go into one of these prestigious schools, it doesn't necessarily uh, make you exponentially more, uh, it doesn't bring up your earning power any more mm-hmm. than you already was already were. But if you were, a, 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 say, a middle class kid or a working class kid, right. somebody from poorer means, um, it can make the difference between, yeah. you know, 10 tax brackets for yeah. Christ's sakes. If you, Bottom if line you is, that. at the end of the day, the college system is completely broken. It is. You said it, not me. I, I you know, I'm out of the, uh, I'm out of the I, loop. I got, I, I got my degree, and I, and I encourage everyone to get one. But uh, those are the after, best, the after, best seven years of your life. I, I, you know, I would. I, they, lots of people go to school for, uh, for seven years. Yeah, Bill, yeah. they're and, called doctors. And, okay, uh, you're welcome. Thank you, David Spade. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's also it. after you graduate to, you know, five years, ten years down the line, does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't matter. matter. Nobody cares. Doesn't really matter. So check out our content on YouTube and Facebook and TrueCrimeDaily.com. And don't forget to download our weekly podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. And uh, leave us some uh, reviews. Reviews are good. Do it. We read them. We are really one of the only podcasts, I think the only podcast, that gives you the freshest true crime news every week. Nobody really does that. New stories every week. New stories every week. So, so until next week, we're, at, we're, we're working on next week's show right now. 
and um, vigilant. Vigilant. So until next week, this is True Crime Daily, the podcast reminding you don't do crimes. See you next week.